Okay, good morning. Today's class is Also, God willing. Next week, exactly next Tuesday night, Manhattan, very few tickets left. We're probably going to try to expand the tickets. I don't know how, because the place only holds 800 people. So we're very, very excited about that event. I have an amazing class that I'm preparing for that, that night. I'm, every day I'm getting a little bit more, a little bit more. It's like, it's like a, the puzzle's coming together. Um, I'm very, very excited for that event. We really want to make a major, major impact. That is next Tuesday night. Please rate and share the podcast. All right, today we're going to talk about a little bit about um, health. Health, exercise. We're going, to take, take, we're going to take a few books. The first book is called Spirit, Spiritual Revolution by Rav Cook. We're going to take another book by um, The Wings of the Sun. And we're going to do Lesson 6 and Lakute Moharan in the second half. Very, very important. Rav Nachman, what Rav Nachman talks about the concept of exercise, etc. There's a lot to talk about here, so let's get started. Just the concept, and it's funny because yesterday I had a very challenging day yesterday. A very, very challenging day. And anytime that I have a, a very challenging day, of course, I'm prob- I told you I'm already the moodiest person in the world. My mood is just when I get into a bad state, I, I, get a, I have a major Yetzirah. Tremendous Yetzirah. And luckily, I'm able to run to the gym to be able to, to, to really release. And Rabbi Nachman tells us why. Why is it so important to work out? Why is it so important to exercise? Why is it? He says, because any time you sweat, sweat itself can get rid of, of, can bring a person to joy. Okay? So Ramachman says, the reason why joy is dependent on a state of blood, basically he's telling us here, the reason why we get into, what spoils the blood, what usually makes the blood stagnant, is, is constant uh, dealing with this world. There's, this world is nothing but Nothing but chaos at the end of the day. You fix one thing, another thing is broken. You fix another thing, another thing. It's just there's never an end. You know, you, all of a sudden, okay, inflation, 7%. Okay, you put your money in the stock market, and the market's down 30%. I mean, there's, no, there's nowhere to run but to God. It goes to show you how much of this world, the more we get stuck in this world, you try to all of a sudden, you're going on a new relationship. Next thing you know, the person is playing game. There's, just, there's nowhere to run in this world but to run to God for any kind of peace. We know that. I mean, we, we, this is nothing new under the sun. Any, anybody attempting to get Olam Hazen in this world, already, he's already lost itself. And no matter what happens in this world, there's nothing, you're going to get to a state of, all of a sudden, you're going to get caught in the, in the stock market next thing. You're going to get caught up in what's going on with this relationship. And obviously, the Yetzirah is the number one job of the Yetzirah, of the ego, is to tell you this is a permanent situation. You're going to be in this forever. And we could see how, how we were all fooled with COVID. We all thought, you know, a year and a half ago, COVID, this is a five-year thing. And next thing you know, nobody's wearing masks. Nobody cares anymore. And next thing you know, it's, it's gone. Gone like the wind. But, but you can just see the Yetzirah while, while you're in a storm. You can see, yeah, this is, I'm going to be in this forever. So we have to be careful about that. We have to be careful. So Rabbi Nachman tells us it's very, very important to stay away from depression. Depression mainly, or even, even God forbid, sadness itself. Which is, it can, it can catch you in a minute. You could be in a good mood. Next thing you know, you get bad news. Next thing you know, you're in a bad state. It's very, very important to get out of that. And Ramachan tells us one of the ways to do that is through sweat. The importance of sweating. Sweating 
either to do a mitzvah or you can actually, there's a mitzvah of taking care of your body and working out. Working out is tremendously, it can it change my mood. And I do this all the time. It's a place where I, when I see everything's chaotic, and obviously yesterday was the energy of Gvora, that's it. Just bye-bye, see you later, I'm going to the gym. Bye-bye. And you have to be able to escape somewhere that's healthy. And this is what he's telling us here. He's telling us here, the spleen, which is the, the ruach, the, the, all the, the black bile, that's where the black, the blackness represents us four, li- our body has four liquids. You're right, blood, urine, green, phlegm, and, 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 and more shor, black. And that comes from the bile. The bile in Kabbalah represents all sadness. Sadness is black. So what we have to do is we have to always have a place where we can go and, 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 and if you haven't worked out, start working out now. You have to, you need a place where you could sweat. And he says, it's, he says when, it, when a person all of a sudden sweats, the cure is to sweat. Sweat eliminates the toxins of the contaminated blood, which cause a person to fall ill, God forbid, and the blood is left pure. So basically you're moving, you're moving blood around. We don't want to keep blood stagnant. We always want to move blood around. It's the same thing as the economy. What happened in 2018? Blood is not moving. Blood is Zeus. Blood is Damim. Blood, same thing. If the blood is not mean, that means, for example, if all of a sudden nobody's lending money to each other, what happened in 2008? Toxic assets, right? What were they called? Toxic assets. That means they were too high to buy. They were toxic. And that destroyed the economy and then obviously created a, a, a new up. But the bottom line is when things are not moving in our life, when things are not moving, it creates toxicity, the blood itself. And that, cre- that creates all infections. And this is why it's very, very important that Rabbi Nachman tells us that this is why in the religious world, I have no idea why they're not working out. They, they have, you, you, you have to work out. You cannot nowadays not work out. It's not an option today. It doesn't mean you have to go to a gym, you can go get a Peloton, you can go do something. But you have to do something. It changes your mood. There's nothing today healthy that's going to give you a change of mood and focus, like exercise. And, and just to neglect it, it's like you're taking a depressant. Not working out is not take, it's taking a depressant. And he's saying here that the cure is to sweat. And the words, zeya, which means sweat, are the acronym for the word zehayom asa Hashem. This is, the guy, this is the day that God made. This alludes to a good sweat, etc. So that's the first thing, just to show you that there is spiritual sources of, of, of working out. It's not just Rabbi Cook. Just Rabbi Cook. Before we get to the food and etc. and all the, all the other things. Because remember, we also have to recognize we're building today Netzach. You're building eternal values. What does also Rav Cook say? Rav Cook says that demand for physicality is enormous. We need healthy bodies, but we are so focused on our souls that we have forgotten the body. Rav Nachman, believe it or not, he says, when you want to go to do teshuva, when you want to change your life, first change your body. Then the teshuva comes. Unbelievable. You would think completely the opposite. Do teshuva on the body before the soul. Because what happens is, let's say, you have an unbelievable soul with tremendous potential, but you can't get up in the morning to pray. <laughs> or you can't get out of your head. Or you, you're not healthy. So you can never develop and that soul can never be flourished. So this is very, very, very important, this concept. We've forgotten about the body. No less we possess our holy souls. We've abandoned our life practically. We have no connection with ourselves. And he says a powerful spirit shines on strong muscles and the strengths of the holy body 
which otherwise the soul gets weakened. If the body's weak, the soul gets weak. There was an incident in LA, there was a specific individual that was heavyweight. He couldn't lose weight. It's very, very important that before you try to do anything, anytime you're trying to break something, you have to make sure the intention is good. So you're struggling to me, listen, I'm tried this, I tried this, I tried this. So I said, there's something else going on here. So I said, what, what is your goal of losing weight? So he told, me, he told me, listen, the truth is, I want to look good and maybe I want to get more attention from girls. He's married with four kids. Uh, obviously, nothing's new in LA. But his intention was, the reason why God did not make him lose weight, because if this guy loses weight, next thing you know, he's going to lose his soul. So his intention was not good. So make sure when you're trying to lose weight, your intention is to serve your creator. You need energy to pray. You need energy to learn. You need energy for everything. You need energy to be married. They always say, it's not, it's, when, you're, when you're tired, you get very moody. And when you get very moody, you snap on your wife. So you need energy. Create the world. Give me energy. Let me be in the best shape possible so I can jump out of bed in the morning. And I can serve you like a lion. You told us you wanted to serve you like a lion. So make sure if you want to lose weight, if you want to be in shape, the intention behind it makes it happen. But if your intention is, I want to lose weight so I can go and, uh, and uh, go to Wimbledon match and uh, all of a sudden get more attention, that's not the right attention. So Hashem says, you know what? I'm going to keep you fat so you're humble and you don't cheat on your wife. So you can see why that person is not getting results. And he's tried everything. He's tried every single diet, this, 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 that. But because his intention is off. Same thing. We have to make sure our intention is good. Always tell yourself, I need a spiritual. What's my spiritual intention behind this? If you can get the spiritual intention down packed, then you're going to end up getting that goal. Because at the end of the day, heaven also wants you to do that. And this is where he's telling us here. Sometimes it happens that a person's willpower is weak due to the weakness in the body. The spiritual side of a person is unable to express itself due to the lack of physical strength. In fact, ignoring one's physicality is only going to increase pain Whereas strengthening the health of one's body is going to strengthen your spiritual light. Beautiful concepts here. This principle is also concerning anything in life. And, he's, and Rav Cook says, I don't understand why are the religious not overweight and why are the Zionists completely in great shape? And he had a big problem with that. He says, What's, how, how, why, why are you not, why spirituality should make you into, if a person's spiritual, you should, it would equal healthier mental power, being able to be more mindful, it shouldn't be able, because you're more religious, be more out of shape. I have no idea where that came from, and that's causing a lot of weakness, because if you feel weak, what do you, how do you think your faith is going to feel? You're going to feel weak across the board. And he says, for, and he, 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 somebody wrote him a letter, and he said, Rav Cook was, Rav Cook was, a, he was the chief rabbi of Israel, and he says, for God's sake, your spiritual growth should only be done with joy, without any types of, of sadness or anxiety. Do not do anything that will damage your health. Doing this is merely Yetzirah instead of giving the body rest and realization. So a lot of times people, because of their lack of strength, lack of belief, they took on extra fast, they took on extra things, and they actually created a, they destroyed their bodies. Rav Nachman said that if I knew the power of prayer, I would have never fasted so much. I would, if I would have known, known the power of prayer. So that's something that we really, really need to understand. Let's just talk about what the Rambam talks about just on the concepts of healing. Very beautiful stuff. So the, the, the new concept today of, of, of intermediate fasting, 
again, there's, there's many studies, some are, pro, some are pro and con, but the main thing is do not eat two or, two or three hours before you go to sleep, the Rambam says. And today they say, because if your stomach is not digesting, you're, you're going to end up waking up tired. I see the difference. If I eat late, all of a sudden I wake up tired. And I wake up tired, okay, I'm not in the mood to do this. I'm not in the mood to do this. So Rav Nachman tells us, tells us very, very important. Our food determines our decision making. How you eat, when you eat, determines the decisions you're making. So if you're making powerful decisions, what happens? You're going to end up make, doing good things. But if you feel tired, already our willpower is depleted. So if you're, you're in situations where your willpower is depleted already, chances are you're going to always go into comfort. The Rambam tells us, if a person cared for himself the way he cared for his horse, he would avoid every single major illness. You won't find anybody giving his horse too much fodder. The horse is not getting a snack every two minutes because he's hungry. The guy's he's got a winning horse. You're not giving, a, a horse, you're not giving the horse uh, food anytime it wants. You won't find anybody who gives his horse too much fodder. He measures exactly how much the horse can tolerate. He himself eats success, but he makes sure his animal gets proper exercise and keeps healthy. So imagine you had a $10 million horse. You should, be this, you should treat yourself like that $10 million horse. But when it comes to himself, he neglects exercise, even though it's the most fundamental principle in health and maintenance of most illnesses. The Rambam's telling you, even if you don't eat the greatest, but you work out... It'll be okay. But if you eat good food and you don't exercise, that could be detrimental because sometimes you can eat too much. And too much, obviously, Rav Nachman tells us, clearly it leads us to a state of sleep. Rav Nachman tells us in Lesson 60, and he tells us the majority of illnesses, okay, the majority of illnesses come from overeating. Because remember, when you're eating a certain amount of food, you get energy from that food. But when you're eating too much food, the other side gets that energy. This is why we feel tired when we overeat. He says, even with the utmost care and caution, it is impossible to avoid constant fluctuations of the body. Sometimes the stool becomes soft, sometimes it comes dry, one time you find a change in digestion, etc. But he's telling you here, it's very important, very important advice here. He says, do not be in a hurry to take medications every time something is wrong because you're not going to be able to build your immune system, which is really opposite of this whole vaccine thing. Because if you don't have an immune system, every time you're getting boosted seven times, next thing you know, you have no immune system. So anything that happens, you're gonna get a cold, you're gonna get sick. So he's telling you, don't, get, don't be in a hurry, build your immune system. It's very, very important, don't be in a hurry. Let your body fight the disease. Let your body fight it, instead of constantly taking something to fix it. But America is very important, very, America is very, an, a pill for an ill. You have an ill? Take a pill. It's a constant message. Also, that's also a, this pill for an ill mindset is not just, by the way, medically. It's also, it's also psychology. Oh, I have an ill? Give me, give me a, let me find out who's the, who's the cause of my ill. Instead of really dealing with the spiritual cause, cause of it, etc. He says, what happens is if you keep on taking medication every single time, you have a problem. If you keep on taking, let's say, back then, your body is going to become lazy. And if your body becomes lazy, then it's not going to be able to fight infections. So don't be in a hurry to just take things constantly. Saying, if the illness is stronger than the patient, there is no hope in saving the person. The physician is no benefit at all. 
if the patient is stronger than the illness, there's no need for a physician because nature's going to cure him. It's only when the strength of the patient and the illness is equal does the, you need a physician. Amazing. So only when, the, when the, it's equal. If it's stronger, the, patient, the, the body itself will heal. It says most doctors are greatly mistaken and think that they're strengthening the patient's natural vitality. In fact, they're actually weakening. This is from the Rambam. Again, I'm not here to give you medical opinions. Obviously, I can tell you what Rob Nachman says about running to doctors. I, I cannot. Obviously, I'm not here to tell you this. But the main thing, if you could take anything from it, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, pray that you should get the right doctor. There's a Gemara that says that most, the greatest doctors go to Gehinam. Now, what does that mean? There's a few opinions. One is sometimes the doctor thinks, doesn't listen to the patient, he's, he's very arrogant. Another is because the doctor's so good, his life is Gehinam because he's so busy. And he has no, but you have to be very careful today with doctors. And, and I saw this with my son, Shemir Zal. I, and I pray to God, save me from a doctor. Rab Natan, somebody sent him a letter. I had a toothache. What did he tell him? Number one, don't go to a doctor. Number two, don't go to a doctor. Number three, don't go to a doctor. He constantly, he, Rab Nachman, again, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just trying to explain to you today that if you're going to take medication, etc., and just rely on the medication, because remember, medication is dependent upon the faith, be, be more interested in the spiritual awareness. For example, Rabbi Rush says in his book, the reason why you're going to the dentist is because you're not smiling enough. Because if you're smiling enough, what happens to the dentist? You're going to have to open up your mouth and smile. So we can either smile sometimes, but there's always a, there was an, actually a book, the Book of Remedies. And Rabbi Nachman also had a book on every single illness. And you know what they did? They had to throw away the book. Had to, they had to burn the book. Why? Because if people all of a sudden says, well, I'll just look in the book. I'm sick. Let me just look in the book for the healing. Then you would lose the whole purpose of the tshuva. The same principle today. If we had a temple, what would we do today? For example, let's say you had to bring two cows to the temple. Normally, what would happen? Your person would have to bring the two cows to the temple. He would have to watch the cows be slaughtered. And he would say, that's my animal and my, my imagination. Because I acted like an animal. I had to watch the, the, the animal instinct get slaughtered. And says, that's really me. That's what happens when I act like an animal. But today, what do we do? Uber, Uber two cows to the Beit HaMikdash. FedEx the cows. You would lose the whole purpose of why... That it's supposed to be your life. So the same thing today. We're not, we're not looking at the spiritual cause of most things today. We're not looking at anything spiritual. So it's very, very important to understand that. We have to first recognize spiritually what's the spiritual cause of it. Even, our, every, even every single emotion, the craziest thing about everything, every single emotion is tied to a specific organ in your body. The lungs represent grief. Right? The kidneys represent fear. The lungs represent, uh, the liver represents anger. The spleen represents negative thinking, overthinking. So you could just see, in every single organ in your body represents a specific emotion, which the, the Chinese medicine, they nailed it down. So you could see through, through that. 
I never went, I never forget when I had a major anxiety issue. Year, right before when I was just opening up my detox and my wife hired 90% of the company. I mean, I have, I'm, I have very tolerance to anxiety, but this was over the top. She fired 90% of the company and she's like, oh, we're just going to start all over. At the end of the day, she was a thousand percent right. But for me, I'm like, listen, you know, she goes in there very, very strong. I'm like, just relax, relax. No, no, no. This way or the highway. Bottom line is she was a thousand percent right. And I had major anxiety because it, it was just too much. The vessel broke too fast. And I had major pain in my, in my spleen my, from like overthinking. And, I, and believe it or not, what happens is when your spleen gets too cold, you need hot foods. So I was eating sushi, and every time I was eating sushi, because the spleen was already cold, it would, I would get like major pains. And I always can eat sushi. Salads, I would get tremendous pains. So believe it or not, the remedy was to eat hot Moroccan fish. <laughs> I needed spicy, hot foods. Can you imagine the segula to, to get healed is eat Moroccan fish? because it was too much cold in the body, I needed warm. So actually the Moroccan fish healed me. The Moroccan caused the issue, but actually the Moroccan healed the issue also. But that's, the problem is the solution, exactly. So it's funny how the, the joke was, the Moroccan fish actually ended up healing me because the hot foods actually brought harmony to the body. And that, and that brought heat. All, all Chinese medicine is based on if there's too much cold, you need heat. If there's too much heat, you need cold. And there's a, once there's a balance, there's harmony. So what happens is because I had so much anxiety, that affected the actual spleen. So they, they work in tangents. Just for example, if you have too much grief, that'll affect your lungs, which will cause you to have more grief. So this is why the acupuncture is really, really great if we have any kind of... And it's always, by the way, acupuncture and really Chinese medicine is really all spiritual. Because why, why do you have so much grief? Like, what's the solution for grief? Having faith, what's the solution for kidneys? Fear, trust, what's the solution for anger? Patience, and, 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 and et cetera, and humility. So you can see that every single one of our body, when there's an imbalance, this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman tells us. Anytime a person's sick, it's really because he's cholel, cholel, halal. What does halal mean? Empty, empty of light. That means if I have 100% health, I have 100% light. Anytime that I'm sick, is that part of my area, of my, life, of my body, is missing light. Because what happens when we're missing light? Who, what's, what's there? It's, it's tohu, it's missing. It's, it's, there's a negative energy that entered in that area of our lives. He also says, if a patient can be treated by diet alone, he should, he should not be treated by medication. If it is impossible to control the illness without medications, the first choice is change your diet. Today, 90% of our serotonin comes from our gut. You change your diet, you change your life. Many, many times we've seen this. Because remember, one of the things that's, that's causing too much is too much sodium. Way too much sodium. You feel bloated, you feel tired, you grab onto sugar, and then that spikes you up, and then that, all of a sudden you, you, you need more, and it's just too much. We have to avoid too much sodium. This is why I'm not in favor of eating a lot of meat. I don't eat meat at all, but just the fact that the meat itself, number one, you're not eat, it's, it's got tons of GMOs. The chicken was one pound. It became five pounds right away. So already you're eating a, you're eating a GMO chicken. Next thing you know, you, we have to co- co- kosher it. So how do you kosher something? You have to salt it, right? So already you have tons of sodium. And then what are you putting on the chicken? 
More sauce. So you can just see the amount of sodium that, that, that meat has. So much sodium. And what happens when you eat it? Right? You get thirsty. You get bloated. You feel full. You feel tired. And what are you, what are you grabbing? Sugar. So here you go. You got sugar. You got salt. What do you think restaurants do? They, they pump that sodium in there. So you, you grab the dessert. You grab the dessert. How do you know after you eat if you're craving sugar or not? That's how you know you had too much sodium. If you're craving sugar, you had way too much sodium. Because you wouldn't crave the sugar only if you have sodium. You always crave sugar when you have sodium. So you can just imagine, you have no willpower for the dessert. Now you're eating meat. It's just too much, too much in your body. This is why the Rambam spoke about digestion. The key is the stomach is digestion. And eating late at night. So you imagine this on a very, very late at night. Okay, you want to do it on Shabbat once a week. There's a specific, uh, Rabbi Nachman tells us on Shabbat itself, the other side has no energy on the food. You can eat differently. We eat, I eat differently on Shabbat. The food does not affect me. It's unbelievable. It's like a miracle. Because on Shabbat itself, the other side has no sustenance from the eating. But during the week, lechem. The word lechem means, means uh, milchama. means actually a, a war. What does he also say? One should never forget to strengthen the patient's physical vitality with nourishing foods and strengthen the spiritual spirit. Back then, the Rambam says, make sure before you operate on this guy, before, make sure he's in a very good mood. Because if he's not in a healing, if he's not in a, a mindset of healing, chances are the medication is not going to work. The physician should make every effort to see that everybody's sick, healthy alike, should be cheerful, and always relieve him of any kind of anxiety or, or, or psychological forces. This is the principle in curing the patient, especially if the illness is bound upon his mind and emotion, and they, or if, God forbid, the person is gloomy or depressed. In such a case, a physician should not do nothing until you improve his state of mind. Do not touch the patient, do not give him the medication until you change his, his state of mind. Unbelievable. Because what happens? If the, he doesn't believe it's going to heal, what's going to happen? It's not going to work. Look at the Rambam was years ahead of his time. The physician should also not think that he can alter the emotions through medical knowledge or expertise. Only through spirituality. There you go. There's no science that's going to get you out of depression. It's got to be spiritual. This is the Rambam. You're going to really argue against the Rambam? Another, another, just other concepts that I want to talk about. So just, just here, the, here you see the, the difference between healing, etc., very, very important. Just stuff that I've seen. Just some rules that I've seen that have really, really helped me. Um, that I've read. Um, Dr. Axe. There's, uh, there's a few other books. And he says the, the, the biggest difference is, is you have to go from... We went... Society went from leaves. We used to eat leaves. We went to seeds. You went from whole foods to refined foods. It all happened 150 years ago when they started changing the flour and they started changing the sugar. That destroyed everything. Flour and sugar today are the ultimate problem today. This is why it's not so much the, it's the amount of things in your stomach. Like, for example, your stomach doesn't know how to recognize, is this, a, is this an eel or is this a tomato? Because there's, everything's genetically modified today. And by the way, you should know that Rashi spoke about this. Rashi said the reason why you, you're not allowed to have this concept called kalayim, kalayim means you're not allowed to mix two seeds. Who in the world would have thought that Rashi would be talking about GMOs a long time ago. 
What do you need to mix Kalayim for? What do you need to mix two, two things together? Just like you're not allowed to breed uh, an ox and a donkey together. You're not allowed to breed them. We think these ridiculous things that make apply. Like, what, what in the world would I have to do this? Because Rashi knew with divine province that people were going to have an situation where we would need to make money. So what do we need to do? We need to mix seeds. So today you see all kinds of everything's GMO, genetically modified. And the problem with that is that's the way it's going into your stomach. And what happens is if your stomach doesn't recognize it, doesn't know how to digest it, it causes inflammation. And then inflammation causes gut leak. And then gut leak is tied to 60 other different types of diseases, God forbid. So you can see it's all in the gut. This is why today there's a major movement of improving gut health. Andrew Huberman, if you want to look up, um, but once I started, this, I knew this five, six years ago, you told me my serotonin is coming from my stomach? What? I changed my diet drastically and I felt 10 times better. I had much more energy. I took GMOs, etc. So this is not just because, oh, this is for the healthy people. Um, no, this is, I believe in the Torah. No, 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 no. You have to guard your health and your ability to get up in the morning. Your ability to, to, to really develop your soul is really, really dependent upon what you do. We also recognize, what Nachman says in Lesson 47, that there's a difference between gratitude, contentment, and food. The name Sova, which is God's name of Elohim and Yudke Vavke, which means Elohim and Yudke Vavke, that's the name of basically of two God's names. It means the word satisfaction. The greatest pleasure you can give your creator is when you're satisfied with less food and you, pl- and you bless him. This is why he said, Rav Nachman says, when a person breaks his desire for eating, he's going to have a miracle performed from him. But, obviously, the opposite. If a person uses food and he hides in the food, this is why oh, being extremely overweight is, is, is you're hiding. They're saying the emotion is hiding. You're hiding something. We're hiding behind our skin. It's because you're lacking truth. You're lacking truth. You're not being honest. Something you're, obviously, you're, you're, you're covering up. This is, this is what Reb Nachman says. Reb Nachman says there has a problem that the reason being overweight is a lack of, you're, 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 you're not being honest or there's some kind of lies you're telling yourself. It could be low self-esteem. It could be, you know, hiding behind the story. It could be making an excuse. It could be whatever you're doing, but that's the excuse. Emotionally, you can't face something. So this is where food becomes such an addiction today. And we're using food to, to obviously, the, something that can actually heal us. Remember, what is he telling you here? He's telling you here, you can be cured by, by food. But obviously today, food is what's making you sick. So the same thing that's supposed to be making you, to cure you, is actually making you sick. So that's something that, again, be very, very cautious on how you eat the ingredients, some of the just some kitchen rules, some just one-liners that I really really liked. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. If your great grandmother didn't eat it, you shouldn't eat it. The longer the shelf life, the shorter your life. That means if you have bread, it's okay if it turns bad in two days. <laughs> if it turns back in like two two months or two years, you shouldn't be eating it. Because preservatives means there's a ton, ton of things in it. And again, all of this affects, number one, affects your mood. Affects your mood, your decision making. If it has five, more than five ingredients, don't eat it. Too many ingredients, more problems. The more ingredients, 
the more crap is in there. It means you can have a protein bar that can have like a hundred th- ingredients, or there's protein bars that have five ingredients. You should eat those, because if your stomach recognizes it, it will, it will better chance of digestion, better chance of digestion means more energy. Reduce the steps from farm to fork. One of the greatest restaurants is in Oxner. It's called uh, Tierra de Sur. It's farm to table. They get it from the farm, they put it on the table. It's one of the greatest restaurants. I, I, ju- I would just go to LA just for that. There's a good chance, I better, good, good chance of going back to LA for the restaurant than the 50 guys doing the 40-day challenge. I'll take the restaurant. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the chance on the restaurant before 50 guys do the 40-day challenge in LA. But it, it, the, whole, the whole restaurant is from farm to table. They bring it from the farm, they bring it to the table. So whatever we could do to, to, to change that from farm to table versus constantly, constantly, 100 steps. If, it's, if it is a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, leave it. So before people, everything, now it's, everything's made in a plant. If the ingredients do not exist in your kitchen, don't eat it. And don't eat any foods with a, with a, that has a commercial and don't eat foods that has a health claim. Those are just some of the rules. I know. So again, remember, 90% of the serotonin is your gut. This determines completely. But the number one thing you should have is what is your intention to lose weight? Obviously, losing weight is going to help your self-esteem. It's going to make you look younger. This is why the first thing that happens, if you recognize, if Rabbi Nachman tells us that a person is connected to the truth, if he, if he fixes his desire for eating, if he faces his stuff, what happens when a person, where does the truth shine on? On your face. The first people think the truth shines on your face. So the first thing you see when people lose weight, their face changes. It's an unbelievable thing. They, have a, they look younger because there's more light in their face. So you can see because that person started facing his stuff instead of stuffing his face. So this is where we could see the connection where, where Rav Nachman says when you overeat, it creates a darkened face which is creates sadness. So there's definitely something where food can, bread, it's funny how bread, bread can give you joy, serve your, eat your bread with joy, or, or bread itself today is, has, has been, unfortunately, what's the curse that we got? The curse that we got is we eat, we, the curse that Adam got is he's going to eat his bread with sorrow and sadness. So you can see today that Sadness and eating bread is a connection. Bread means money, by the way. Bread means money. That's your, your, that's your panasa. So there's a curse. We already, we already have a curse. That means there's a curse 100% out there that there's going to be, making a living today is going to be bitter. And if you don't change that relationship with money, that's guaranteed you're going to have sadness in this area because you're never going to make exactly what you want to make. And there's always going to... So you don't have a different relationship with that you're going to guaranteed be, be stuck in sadness. Rav Nachman says something very beautiful, Rabbi Rush says something beautiful. He says, because you got cursed with that, now how do you, that's an, let's say, how do we fix this? Because you got cursed with this, that was your curse. And what was a woman's curse? A woman's curse was that she is going to be dependent upon man. That's her curse. You will, you will live under him. She will be dependent upon man. Which that itself could be a curse. If you have the wrong husband, especially in uh, L.A., the craziest thing when we're in L.A., 
the woman apologizes in LA. It's the only place in the world that the woman apologizes in LA. Everybody else, the man apologizes. But in LA, the woman apologizes. I couldn't believe it. But if you're nice to your wife and you don't demand her, and you don't, you don't make demands on her and make her like suburban to you, then God takes away the curse. You'll be, you'll be able to make money easier because you took away your curse. Now, if you're nice to her mother-in-law, you don't even have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> so, Meshem, help us all that change your relationship with food. The number one thing you should do if you're having a, a tough time losing weight, number one, make sure your intention is good. What is your intention? Is your intention so you can serve your creator? Is your intention so you can take more selfies? Very important. <laughs> the intention always drives everything. Second, pray for it. You think this is so easy? The Yetzirah knows if you can start changing this, you can change everything. Number three, be grateful of the food you eat. Whatever you eat, try to say blessing on it. Because the blessing itself, remember, Anytime you eat something, there's always a mixture of, of, of any, because the tikkun today, everything fell down into the food. All the sparks fell down into the food. So food itself, every single time, people get reincarnated in foods, believe it or not. I can get reincarnated into a piece of wheat. I can get reincarnated into a banana. Depending, there's reincarnations that people got reincarnated in foods. So when you say a blessing, you're elevating that. You're elevating that. But when you don't say a blessing, then it becomes a fallen. Then you don't elevate that the neg- negative of that food gets to you, by the way. So this is why Reb Nachman says we, we always have to bless. Now, how do, you fix, how do you fix this? Blessing something is like praising your creator. So when you bless something, you're elevating that spark. This is why not only do we have to say blessing before, but after you eat it, then it could still affect you. You have to say a blessing afterwards. Where scent does not have that problem. You only say you only say blessing before. You only say blessing. So again, say blessings over the food. Eat, 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 eat. And again, number four, pray for it. Get the intention, pray for it, bless, and then get to work. Get to work. So Meshem help us all that we should take this energy of Netzach and fix definitely our, our bodies, making sure we're in the top shape. Again, not just to look good, but in order to feel good, in order to serve our Creator, because I get most of our decisions, guys, are coming from our, how we feel. And if we're not feeling the right way, and we're feeling constantly sluggish because of our diets, then we're going to make the wrong decisions. Have a great day.